Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. That's the TGIT Thursday Shondaland lineup on ABC. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official Shondaland podcast for the gigantic experience that we like to call TGIT. And yes, it's still official. I know you guys are all on the edge of your seats about that, but we reofficialized it just a minute ago. So you're safe listening, and so is your family. I'm here today actually with one of my favorite people in the world who really I have known for quite a while, and we have done several projects together. And he was very sweet and basically came on a day off to sit on the sofa and keep me company, along with um, one of my other favorite individuals in the world, his dog, Sammy, who you can kind of hear maybe in the background. Sammy just got under one of my tables, you guys, and is happily sort of now nestled under the table. Oh, no, no, now he's up. Um, but Sammy, Sammy's here too, but um, the amazing Martin Henderson, who plays Dr. Hi, Nathan hey. Riggs. Say, say hi, Sammy. There you go. There See, you go. Can I tell you something? We got so much bang for our buck this time. <laughs> two Y'all, for one. You got two, two for, for one. all. And Sammy today is wearing a um, beautiful, beautiful brown fur coat. Little his, ensemble. His, yeah. his face is sort of brown primarily, but he's got some beautiful eyeliner little on. Little Egyptian eyeliner. Little yeah. Egyptian yeah, yeah, eyeliner, yeah. exactly. And he's looking pretty chic. And he has a red bone for a tag, and he's got a um, gigantic leash attached to him. And Martin today is wearing I don't a, have a leash. No, you don't have a leash. No. But maybe we should get we, you a I leash. I could borrow Sammy's. That, that You've got a hat on, you've got a jaunty cap, I would say. Hey, it's Sunday morning. I think it's from Yorkshire and all there, that. You, there you go. See, it's, <laughs> it's thematically oriented to Finian's rainbow, apparently. And you're wearing a blue jean shirt, which is lovely, and a pair of blue jeans and some flippy flops, Thank correct? Thank you. Double denim. Yeah, I'm double deniming some, today. You are, but yeah, they're different shades of exactly. denim, you guys. See, it's the only way you can do double denim. That's absolutely right. It you can't, can't look you like can't a convict from the 50s or what. No, you got to kind of... You gotta look like you live in the century. Yeah, you kind you kind of do. His top is a very sporty lighter blue, and the jeans are a darker blue. So it's it's a whole kind of look, and hopefully now you can picture what's going on. Uh, Sammy's, Sammy's scratching his butt, cleaning which is, himself. He's, Sammy's doing a good job of grooming, without the help of a professional, which is one of the Save great things about dogs. a lot dogs. of money, isn't that great? It's true, yeah. and he also is is limber and flexible, as we're seeing how he grooms. So that's. Yes. <laughs> Okay, you guys are going to have to suffer through a lot of this because we actually, as I said, I think I think we met in 2008, 2009 because oh, I know, right? Scary. It makes me like a geriatric. <laughs> um, and you were like 13. I was. Um, Thank you for that. Th- you were. Yes, yeah, um, so now I'm we like We did a pilot, 22. and actually those of you who listen to the Jason George podcast will remember this, but we did a pilot called Inside the Box, which was about Washington politics. Yes, and, journal- and the journalists that tried to break those stories. That's and, right. And uh, tell the truth in a world full of lies and, dare I say it, Scandal. There you go. Yeah. That was even pre scandaly scandal. Of, yeah, it was sort of right. like the precursor, right? It was like the yeah. creative mother that then gave birth to, to something down the line. Exactly. And, exactly. and now there's triplets on the now air. Tri- <laughs> it's, it's amazing how quickly those children grow, too. It's exhausting. You have to pay for school. All right. Just, clothing, just clothing, the, the whole thing. It's just the worst. It's just terrible. But um, yeah, you played a journalist in that show. You were kind of a saucy journalist who. Thank you. I, I believe we made you do it without your accent. Is that correct? Yeah, you guys kind of wanted the American thing there. We did the American thing then, yeah, and then. Yeah. 
Of course, we did Off the Map together. And in that, we embraced um, your full, elegant... My kiwiness. Your kiwiness. Like, bring it on. We don't care. It's set. It's set. It's done. It's good. Yeah. So we we totally embraced that. So we got to work together on Off the Map. And then we've been chasing Martin around for the past two years. But Martin was busy doing Secrets and Lies. And... Uh, I was doing a show for Sundance called Red Road. Red Road. That's it. the last it. couple of years. When you've been doing movies. So about a little while ago, you came into the office because we found out you were a Vales. And we asked yeah. you what you wanted to do. And you said, I, I want like, a grown up job. I, like, I, <laughs> I, I, I did. Well, I think you phrase it like that. I just said, you know, I think I'm sick and tired of running around the world every time I get a job for a few months here and a few months there. And I miss my friends and I miss my home. And you're like, oh, so you want like a grown up job? And I'm like, pretty much. He said, well, I think we might have one for you. Exactly. Because I think in Shonda's noggin, she was thinking about bringing, I bet you guys have never heard Shonda and noggin in the same sentence before. Um, but in her big brain, I think she was thinking about bringing on a different character and another doctor to add to the ensemble which we were really excited to do and when you came in we were incredibly thrilled that you might want to do this also because you guys he already knows how to do surgery on tv so for me that was like who cares if it's martin he knows how to do surgery on tv yeah go with him <laughs> he's, he's already trained he's, been... <laughs> he's super 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 trained and it was great and this is your first episode we get to meet dr nathan riggs nathan riggs nathan yes you arrive with that adorable little child who Oh. has the most terrifying hands I've ever seen on network television. <laughs> like, those were amazing. They're incredible. I think, honestly, we have the best prosthetic people in the world, and it was the most incredible when he first pulls his little hands out of that blanket, and Ben, and, I mean, all of you just sort of, you've seen yeah. it, but it's just, and that little actor was just awesome. Oh, he's gorgeous. Just the sweetest. Uh, can we bring him back? I was thinking maybe my character should adopt him. Like, there was some immigration issue, and then maybe Riggs can just so I can have him around. Yeah, because he was. You guys were great together. Yeah, like you were uh, a good little team. Yeah, oh, he's gorgeous. He came back uh, the week after. I guess he maybe had some ADR or something, but he came back and I. He came up and gave me a big hug, and his dad was there, and he was just so proud to be a part of the show. I think. Oh and yeah, and that storyline was like heartbreaking, and the fact that mm. you show up, we have no clue who you are except that April knows you. You all you want to do is what's right for this little kid who's mm. suffered so much and has been through so much, and then it turns out you have this whole weird ass backstory with Owen. What the heck is that? Yeah, that? Well, we don't know that, that, do we? I know. Mysterious. I know, but he was pissed. He's very angry. He was angry. Yeah. He used I mean, to get like, angry a lot more, but now he's really I feel angry like, again. I, yeah. It's like I, I feel like I push his anger button. You did. You just you brought out the anger. Yeah. And Clearly something from the past. Something very some, close to his heart. Something happened. I mean... Definitely something happened. And I bet if you guys keep watching, you might eventually learn what that is. Because yeah. we tend to tell you that Reveal stuff. that. Eventually. Exactly. But you never exactly and know. And is it love or hate? I mean, it's such a fine line, isn't it? It is. And I was like, you know, did, is this unrequited love did i steal his what's what's the deal yeah right okay right. and you've got a great relationship with april too very good which was lovely because of course as you know on inside the box that was the we, lovely sarah drew was also sarah in drew and the i box. worked together so it was a, a very easy relationship to bring to life on screen so you guys if we brought teddy back played by kim raver we would have pretty much almost the, the entire, entire cast, cast with the exception of one actress you know jennifer finnegan and also oh, and indira um, varma i guess we should try to figure out get her on 
Grey's. We should get a, a hidden patient. reunion going. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Kind of like a secret union for anybody who's seen the pilot. Most <laughs> Which of, is probably nobody. No, nobody no really. So, but it was. Uh, it was, it was true. But so you got to be with with Sarah again, which was fun. I did. Yeah. Which was lovely. And I think you know all the scenes with her were very easy, and I mean, she's such a sweet, big-hearted person. And I think oh, yeah. that made it very easy too, because you know coming onto a show that's been established for twelve seasons, you know, and and so much a part of the American zeitgeist. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, even the abbreviation, you say, oh, I'm watching Greys, is just indicative, I think, of how, how accepted the show is. And so to become a, you know, to come into something like that from the outside, as it were, you know, it felt quite daunting. So to even have a true, you know, as well as Jason George, to have actually familiar faces that I knew yeah, from nice. other work, yeah, it did. It made it very comfortable. It's much cozier that way, I it think. It was. And I'm glad that y'all wrote Sarah and my characters, you know, yeah. as friends. It was, it was nice. Yeah, one of your first scenes, Jason's standing there too, which is yeah. sort of good. I was right. like, I got a huge kick out of that when I saw cool. it. I was like, well, you guys are all in the same room together. This is really I awesome. Know. And we're just so grateful y'all, you guys are so loyal. I think it's really, it's a, it's a wonderful thing in, in this business. And well, y'all are really good, and God bless Linda Lowy, because she's really good at her job, and I'm lazy. You're not. Because I literally right. sit and go, I love you guys. Why the hell wouldn't you be around? That's not you're true. Great. Why not have all these wonderful actors around that you love and Come keep on, using Come on, you're them? very seductive. Well, it wasn't yes, for your, hold your on. charm. Hair tossing. You guys, I'm tossing my hair. You can't see it, but it's a big old bad hair toss that I just did. I also, I love, in this episode, I also love there's this whole dynamic between Maggie and Richard, where Richard is treating a patient, and he has a nickname. I guess you had a nickname for for April in this too, which is, I think she was the machine. Richard had a nickname, which was Bumpy. Bumpy. That's right, it was Bumpy. <laughs> and we find out that that's because he was really good at doing the bump. I suspect that April's- His moves were good. His moves were good doing the bump. A dance- And still I, are good, I believe. Still are, because he, 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 he points he, out he, that- He broke he, out a few, mm-hmm, I think, on camera. Mm-hmm. It was pretty impressive. And it was great to actually see Kamal get his hand. It's lovely, yeah. isn't it? It's a lovely moment. It was really, moment. really lovely. It was really lovely. In the meantime, poor Mary was struggling with Penny. Okay, you guys, like, she killed her husband, and now she's at the hospital. It's, this is, this, this is a mess. But she realized what she did, and Kelly stood up to her. Absolutely. And can I just point out while we're talking about Kamal, yeah. how, how amazing of a character is he, that he for the first time gets use of his hands. Oh, right. Want, and what does, he, what does he worry about? He wants to know if he can still help at the hospital. See? It broke my heart. It's, uh, how can you not love that kid? Or hate him, because he makes you feel bad about yourself. I was just about to I mean, say, like you know, the self-loathing just starts yeah. right there. <laughs> He's cute and my self-loathing, just great, trigger it. Go ahead, dude, I don't do enough. That's totally, totally, totally fine. So now, do you think, thinking about off the map for a second, do you feel like there are any similarities between Nathan and Ben? I mean, well, I think one similarity, Ben's backstory was intentionally kept sparse and mysterious. And I think, you know, he was very aloof with the people he worked for, and there was a sense of a standoffishness about the character, and a lot of questions were slowly, slowly answered, which retained that sort of sense of mystery. And I think Shonda seems to be doing a similar thing with Nathan Riggs in mm-hmm, this case, mm-hmm. where we don't know all the details of his past, and there's just little snippets that get dropped each episode, and the picture of who he is starts to form. Um, I mean, clearly we see from the beginning that he's compassionate, and he cares enough about this kid, and he goes out of his way to do the right thing. And, you know, and he's quite, quite outspoken when things are not running to plan, and it looks like this kid's not going to actually get something that he's promised him. So I think he's he's very passionate. But I, I do feel like Ben was a little, just a little more aloof, a little more detached. I, I don't see that so much with Nathan, at least. Yeah, at I thought point. Ben was sort of more tortured. Yeah. 
Because Ben's backstory was super tortury. Yeah. And that whole sort of reveal of Ben's wife and the money and the clinic. Like the whole nine yards on that was I thought was really interesting. And Jenna Bantz created that show and I loved what she was doing with that. But I think your character was kind of more broody and tortured. Darker, yeah. I think there was a a little weight and a heaviness. I felt like, you know, a burden, you know, and he would sort of send himself to drink with whiskey. and. I know, it's like there are lots of moments alone contemplating a That's right, in the dark. I feel like this dude is more of a action dude yeah like no, he just he's been in the field he just kind of he does what he needs to do there's no nonsense about him he's super functional and practical and he, he seems as of right now kind of healthy yeah which is nice i gotta say <laughs> this actually i mean of course it's nice to get your teeth stuck into some gritty heavy stuff oh, but, but you've been playing some super twisto dudes i have <laughs> i have actually i mean the the Sundance show that you mentioned the you know the Red Road which and I saw one episode of actually because you were in it and I wanted to see pilot? what you were doing it's the pilot of the first season yeah yeah dark heavy <laughs> it's like woo yeah and it's good it's really good but the funny thing is if you know Martin Martin takes things seriously and you think about things but you're not you're a fun lovely you've got a great sense of humor oh I'm you so don't lovely. take things I'm fun loving you are fun I loving I do like to have fun you I do love to have fun, fun. I think you it's, do. it's imperative I don't I think I'm more afraid of not having lived my life having the best time I possibly could have than dying because I think you're know, dying I, I can't really do anything no one can do anything about that but I, I've always felt that what you can do while you're alive is kind of up to you. And if I don't feel like I've really just wrung out every ounce of love and fun and adventure and joy, then I feel like I've failed. I've always felt that, like I would have failed at mm-hmm. my life. So yeah, I take I take it very seriously. I take having fun very seriously. Probably so good. I guess it's the taking seriously part that you've been playing a lot as opposed to the fun. Yeah, yeah. The doctor, like you don't do very heavy, many the... musicals. No, if I could <laughs> sing, though I reckon I would. I would love, I remember actually, one One of the reasons why I wanted to be an actor was when I was young, my mom, we had a family friend who was a bit older than me and my sister. And when I was about six or seven years old, my mom would take my sister and I to go and see her in these musicals when we were little kids. And I sat there in the dark. It was just so much fun to hear the singing and the dancing and the costumes. And I'd, I'd never even heard of theater. I mean, I grew up on a lot of television, but just seeing the, the joy of that kind of entertainment actually was the first thing that turned me on to being an actor. Because just to really? feel it, yeah, sitting there. And it just made me happy. And I think had I have been able to sing, I probably, I probably would have given it a step. But sadly, you will never. No, never. <laughs> you should be grateful that you will never hear me sing. Unless um, you're lip syncing, maybe you'll lip sync someday. Go. I actually did that in a Bollywood movie once. Did, see the things I don't know about Martin that come out in these situations. So, how well do you think you know medicine at this point? I wouldn't ever say that I knew a lot. I, I know a little bit about some stuff but I okay, wouldn't so I'm say Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple of medical words and you're going to tell me I'm going to give you three oh options. Oh goodness. Okay. And by the way, I can't even pronounce these words. Okay, good. And so by the way, she has them in front of her on I a piece do. of paper for anyone who's listening. She's I do. Not... Now, Martin now is taking a pillow. He's laying back like he's at a therapist's <laughs> I'm channel- office. I totally which yeah, is so genius. <laughs> there you go. Just lay down, sweetie. It's I'm, fine. I'm relaxed. The brain, the, the subconscious works better when you're okay, relaxed. Okay, so the first word is horripilation. And horripilation is either A, goosebumps, B, sneeze, C, ringing in the ear. It's ringing in the ear. It is goosebumps. Oh, say it again. I think you might have mispronounced it. <laughs> okay, so borborygimi. Oh, this is, this is horrible. This is terrible. Why don't you say things like have, suture? How about cardiac arrest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pericardium. I say that a lot in, you in 1207. That, that's good. Pericardium. Pericardium. See? You know what that it is. It rolled off the As tongue. As opposed to <laughs> sphenopalatine ganglia urologia. 
Ooh, that sounds like something I would never want to have. No, I'd be embarrassed either, to ask the doctor for the cream for that one. That a, sounds brain freeze. B ingrown toenail. C tennis elbow. Say it again. Sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. Ganglio. That sounds like gangrene. I'm gonna go with the middle one. <laughs> ingrown toenail. Yeah. Um, neural neuralgia is what gives you the clue on this one because it's brain freeze, which is ice cream headache. That whole word means brain freeze that's why it takes so long to get through med school they come up with words like that if you went to my med school i just call it brain freeze and you'd be done in about eight months but you're a doctor it's the truth just tell them they've got brain freeze maybe the medical profession out there we could just make things clearer and simpler because when we first started developing the show part of the reason i said to shonda i was like i liked interns because i said you got to do this from the point of view of somebody who doesn't know what they're doing because i don't understand whatever the hell is going on in these shows because of words like also you guys one of the best things in the world is watching the actors at table reads as the new words come in and some of them are like like old grizzled pros they just kind of go blah, 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 blah. but there's always one person who you would think would be an old grizzled pro where they throw in a word at them and it's awesome because yeah, it always makes me think every time <laughs> totally i got fan questions want fan questions yeah bring them on bring okay them on. So Justin Chambers Online, which is Jay Chambers Online, who's a fan, wants to know what's been the most challenging thing about joining Grey's Anatomy? Well, I mean, the most challenging thing about joining Grey's Anatomy in terms of making the decision to join it is, I think, getting your head around the longevity of it. That takes a little getting used to. I sort of haven't lived my life like that much at all. But in terms of actually having joined and then the day-to-day being a part of, I think other than what I first mentioned, when you first arrive, you do, you feel a little bit like an outsider and there's this real strong sense of family. In fact, everyone on Grays refers to themselves as a family and I think that's very evident and tangible. You really feel it. And I think, you know, it's like you're the adopted kid that's now sort of mm-hmm. trying to fit into that. But again, it was made so easy by how nice everybody is. And mm-hmm. woke, I, mean, I was totally blown away at the first read-through, as you know, you were mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. how warm everyone was and how many people came up and just gave me hugs and kisses and shook my hand. And I mean, it was, it was quite overwhelming and emotional to be mm-hmm. embraced and accepted into this incredible thing that's such a big part of world entertainment and, mm-hmm. and that felt really nice you know so um, now, that do doesn't answer the question at all because that's actually what was lovely about it no it does Alyssa Lynn wants to know that sweet cupcake 929 wants to know did you watch Grey's before you were cast yes of course and have you did you watch it years ago or did you just recently oh, start watching it well both I watched it years ago mm-hmm. and I watched bits and pieces here and there and yeah. then when I got off at the role I obviously went back and watched a bunch more and got a sense of the tone and the characters and which I realized the whole no I thought oh, I really need to know what's going on then I realized well my character doesn't have a clue what's going on so, so you're that, perfect yeah you just shouldn't have done any <laughs> exactly. research exactly I just walk in going you just huh? should, we, we should just cut out a whole bunch of stuff about April and you could have right. watched the April stuff exactly. and that would have been fine yeah that would have actually done it but it was fun I mean I I honestly, I felt like I was going to, and I did, I, I sat down to watch it, I allocated this time, I had a bit more time, but y'all called me in an episode early. I thought we I did. I thought I had a couple of weeks to chill. We did, we did. I just got done working. He did, we did, and then we, we, we made him Hey Marty, it's Thursday, how about you come shoot next Wednesday? I'm like, oh, okay, and what's I think, my character's I name? I think I, yeah, well that was, and that was kind of the last thing. It was last night. I think. We bought you till Thursday. I think that was the big deal. I got another I, day or something. I called yeah. Rob Korn, our line producer, and said, um, is there any way we can get him an extra day? Because he he's know still he's doing. doing research <laughs> as to what the hell his character is, and we're still styling his hair. But it was, but you know, yeah, sure. And you did it so well. But I think what's, 
good about that was when I sat down to watch it, I thought, okay, okay, great. I'm starting in like six days. Let's, let's, let's study more. And I thought it was going to be a job, you know, like a chore. Like I'm doing my research. It's a job. But I got so into the show. I got so into the characters and the, the sexual tension and the intrigue and the jokes and the, and the medical. And I became a fan by the end of the first episode I watched. That was the greatest thing that happened because then coming to work felt like a pleasure. It didn't feel like work. No, that, like... That's beautifully put. And um, Lily Cristello at Lily Cristello wants to know, are you nervous to see how fans will react to your character? I'm excited. I think I'm expecting there to be a lot of people who are not sure about the character. And I think there's going to be a lot of judgment from that. And I at first felt that that would be hard to deal with. But now I've realized that's just indicative of how passionate people are about the show. So again, to be a part of something that people care about that much, whether the reaction's negative or positive, I think it's all just a measure of how much they care. So I'm, I'm just excited. And I think because the character's kept very mysterious, I think the audience are going to have a lot of fun not knowing what to think about my yeah, character. Yeah, totally. I think and that's that, great. And it's fun to play someone that people don't know. Is he good? Is he bad? You know, and... and He's it, bound to be complicated. Yes. That we know. Um, and weirdly, because I think you just actually referenced this, um, Sargon on Love Some Halter says India still remembers you as Ashwarya's new age Darcy. Oh, see, I'm glad I, we referenced Bride and Prejudice before my see, Bollywood debut. There you go. See, so she clearly wanted to just to give a shout out to that and see if you remembered it. And Well, if I remembered any Hindi, I'd, I'd bust it out right now and be like, <laughs> thanks, but... I know Chalo. I remember that. Chalo. That means let's go. I like that. Um, okay, so we have um, a follower who always writes in questions, who um, follows a lot of shows on Twitter, and is the most amazing fan ever, Bobblehead Lives, along with many of the other great fans that we have. Bobblehead keeps up religiously on so many different shows and asks really funny questions, too, and great questions. She wants to know, um, what do you think happened to Mina's chicken named Dinner from off the map? Oh, I think, Do you think dinner might be compost. I think by now dinner's... I think dinner's been recycled back into the beautiful world of where energy Hawaiian can only... spirituality can only where we be shot. Change. It can never be end. It can only be recreated. And I think now fertilizing some beautiful Hawaiian frangipani bush. It's true. Even though I think we were in an unnamed South American country, it looks surprisingly oh. like Hawaii, don't you think? Yeah, I can't. I've never figured that out. Why no, that see, is. it was confusing. A lot of places look like Hawaii, though. And Hawaii looks like a lot of places. Hey, what a great place to shoot to show that we don't know where it is. <laughs> oh, Hawaii was the best. Um, it was the great. But I just love that Bobblehead lives. You remember Dinner, who was one of my Dinner, that's amazing. I, for a second there, until you said Minna, I was like, I was like, I know I've seen this episode of Grey's. What, what, what was Dinner? And then, of course, it was the ill-fated Can't chicken. Can't be late for Dinner. Yeah, no, it's true. Okay, so Mary Claire Donnelly wants to know, if you could live or go anywhere in the world, where would you go? I'm so happy in, in Southern California. And I know that sounds like a convenient answer, but the truth is there's nowhere right now at this point in my life, at this juncture, this age and, and my career and to be here is the perfect place. The fact that I can, like I was saying, I can drive to work and go home and sleep in my own bed means the world to me. But if I could find a way to live in New Zealand as well for a part of the year, my heart certainly is still there. Because you still have family in New Zealand. Family and my oldest friends and, yeah. and my relationship to the land. I mean, it's so deep. When I go back there, the feeling I get, the connection to the environment is really deep. And I, I lament its absence. She also wants to know if you could be any other character on a Shondaland show, who would you play? The president. I mean, I was going <laughs> to say on. that too. Come I on. Mean, <laughs> what kind of Who doesn't want to be the leader of the free world? <laughs> 
Any, well, I know Obama probably doesn't by now. Poor guy. Poor guy, man, but he's Oof. doing what he can he to keep well, amazing. Know. Like, just how that, how anybody does that job is beyond me. I'm sure so it seems so exciting on the first day. The inaugural <laughs> speech is like, woohoo! And then you see photos of him with his head in his hands, like, oh my God. Yeah, and it's like nothing, there is no good decision. There's just a decision. You just, and even if you make a decision, will it actually get come well, to fruition exactly. because it's of like all no, the other yeah, nonsense? Exactly. It's just, oh. It would drive me nuts. Martin, thank you so much for doing this. This means so much to me that you actually came in and we could hang out. And Anytime. Sammy, great. It, see, it's just you. It's like we just hang out for a little while. Next time I'll have a coffee and I'll, you won't get a word in. Sammy, thank you for showing up. Sammy's passed Sam, out, by the way. Sammy, Sammy could give a crap he, right now. He, 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 he's like, he's dreaming. He's like, I don't know. Dreams. I'm on the floor. It's cool and it's all good. Next time on Grey's Anatomy, that's Thursday, November 12th at 8 p.m. The episode's called Something Against You, and it just keeps getting better on this show. I just gotta tell you, like, you've seen this episode, but everything you know, keep thinking, because it's all continuing to happen very fast, and that's all I can tell you about, because, you know, I can't tell you anything, because it would be like a spoiler. Scandal is called Rasputin. That's, of course, 9 o'clock Thursday, November 12th, and I think the title probably tells us a certain amount about the episode. If you all know who Rasputin is, if you don't, look it up, because Rasputin is a really interesting character from history, and I'm gonna give you a hint. Russian and czars. So not a good guy. Check it out. Next time on How to Get Away with Murder, the mysteriously named Hi, I'm Philip. November 12th, 10 o'clock. So that's Grey's 8 o'clock, Scandal 9 o'clock, and How to Get Away with Murder 10 o'clock on ABC. Thank you for following all of our Shondaland shows on the various social platforms and for getting caught up or rewatching on ABC.com or via the Watch ABC app. And many thanks to EW.com for posting an exclusive first listen of this podcast every Thursday night. Thank you again, EW. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.com backslash Shondaland, where each new podcast episode is available on Friday evenings. So I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Shondaland Revealed and in the meantime have a safe week take care of yourself and I'll talk to you next time bye bye